How's it going, Odd People? You're listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number six. I traveled to the town of Dighton, Massachusetts to talk to the band Lazura. I went there to find out who they are and how to pronounce the name of their band. So won't you listen with me and we can find these things out. And I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, Lazura. Hey. Why don't you guys go around the room and introduce yourselves so uh, the listeners have a clue who's talking when. What's going on? Internet and everybody else. My name is Mike. I play bass in Lazara. Um, this is Sarah. I am the singer. What's up, everybody? This is Evan. I'm on guitar and backup vocals. Hey, Mr. Cat. <laughs> this is Brian. I play drums. Brian? Brian. Brian, yes. So how do you pronounce the name of the band? Lazara? Lazara. It's a good question. How would you pronounce it if you saw it written? Lazura. L-A-Z-U-R-A. Lazura. Yeah. So we're we're split 50-50, I think, in the band between Lazura and Lazara. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the 50-50? Uh, I, I, I say Lazura, personally. Oh, we're 75-20. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm holding out here for no, for no real reason other than I haven't officially changed the way to pronounce it. For, you know... When I first joined, I saw it spelled, and it just, in my head, it's Lazara. But I'm okay. I, I can change. It works, it works yeah. either way. Yeah. Yeah. There's no accent marks, so we don't know for certain. <laughs> I've been told you, you need the, uh, what is it called, like in Motorhead? In yeah. Motley Crue? Yeah. Yeah. The, little, <laughs> the, dots. the little dots and both of you. Okay, I guess. I've been told what's important is that the name of the band is Chantable. What? I've been told oh, chantable. chantable. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is that an alternate? All right. Lazara. Lazara. You get like half of, the, <laughs> half of the theater is saying one thing, half is the same pronunciation. We'll see what happens. And there's water bottles and beer cans getting thrown all over the place. So uh, what type of music do you guys play? What would you call it? What uh, genre? We've deemed our own genre of uh, rhythm core. Rhythm core. Rhythm core. Write it down. What does <laughs> rhythm core mean to you? Why, how, how did that come about? Um, kind of just an amalgamation of all of our influences, I'd say. Um, not to speak for everybody, but we all enjoy metal, and we all know that metal is broken down into many different genres, depending on how picky of a person you are. Um, our music is really groovy. It's really rhythmic. And... Uh, a little bit of metalcore influence, so rhythm core. Nice. So speaking of influence, what what are you guys? Who who? What bands are your uh, major influences? Anybody? That's <laughs> uh, I listen to Motionless and White, and probably Slipknot the most right now. If I had to say, those are probably my top influences, uh, and a lot of new metal, uh, Deftones, Limp Bizkit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, oh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue definitely. <laughs> uh, David Lee Roth probably my biggest influence. Nice. Um, I'm a big fan of a Japanese band called Boris. 
but that's mm-hmm. not really anything to do with our music. Um, Huntress is a really good metal band. Yeah, I could name bands all day if that's. Okay. Yeah, no, but what are you influenced by? Oh, when you uh, listen to, uh, you play drums. I play drums. What, what do you hear and you're like, shit? I wanna. Oh, I want that sound, or I wanna have. I like Latin music. Drums and Latin music are really good. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard your show is great. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? <laughs> On that note. Yeah, on that note. <laughs> um, huge Evanescence fan. Mm-hmm. Been listening to a lot of Oceans of Slumber lately. But I'm going to jump on Evan's bandwagon with New Metal. Always been a big fan of that. Um, a lot of it. Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am... Mostly influence country. country. Mostly country. That's what Mike listens to. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. I, I do. Unlike you, everyone, ha- you do have a bandana around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe it. You actually look like Hook at the end of Hook. <laughs> when he's all like blown up and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, but to answer your question about musical influence, a uh, lot of new metal. Um, when I was younger, so I was born in 92, so in the early 2000s, my sister had me start listening to Corn, and that just opened up so many different doors in terms of like going to Strawberries, which would be the record store for yeah. me when I was a kid when they were still making money selling CDs, um, all those new metal bands. Then time progressed and I got into more um, metalcore-ish music, if you will. I know I've been friends with Evan, our guitar player, for many years, and we both got into a band called Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. They're from Massachusetts, Worcester, Mass. And um, they're a huge influence of mine, particularly their bass player. He just keeps it simple and tries to make the guitars sound fat, which I think that's my primary job. Like, I really like doing that and try to make us sound like really fat and round because uh, distorted guitars by themselves tend to sound sharp and they just cut through. Yeah. You want to beef it up, and that's what I try to do with the bass. I don't try to be a lead player at all. Nice. That sounds good. That was my first uh, concert experience was Corn. Oh, really? With them, too. Awesome. Yeah. Where did you guys see him? Do you remember? Oh, is that where I know you from? Yeah. Yeah. We've <laughs> known each other many years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. yeah. That, you look like my brother. Center? I think it was, yeah, back when it was the Civic Center. Yeah. It was. Now the Dunkin' Donuts Center. The Dunk, yeah. as they the call dunk. it. The Dunk. So, uh, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Rob Zombie opened yeah. up for corn. Or vice versa. No, no, I'm pretty sure. Memory jogged. Yep. Weird. Yeah, I would think it'd probably be the other way around mm. now. <laughs> yeah. But uh so does your music have a theme when you uh when you guys write who ten- who writes the lyrics? We have four songs. Okay. But who who, <laughs> who writes the lyrics? Who I do. you guys all right. So he's not a good writer. Duke Brian. The Duke of Brian. So does your uh, <laughs> that's what it's gonna be for now. It's good. Uh, what's the theme to your music, the lyrics? Uh, it's varied. You know, I write. Um, I've been writing lyrics for a long time, and I try now to write lyrics that either kind of like fantasy, where they can be, you know, uh, taken however people hear them, which is good as a writer. You kind of just want people to go inside their own head and come up with their own ideas. But I try more and more to write things that are, you know, I 
uh, not personal, but like people can understand. People can more like feelings, you know, things about actual everyday feelings that people have, like towards other people or towards specific things. People, things that people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Sex, drugs, End and rock and roll. Uh, no, <laughs> not really. No, no. I was trying to help you at it. No religious. <laughs> No, no, I've done that before. Undertones, yeah. <laughs> I find that even though it, that comes from a place where uh, I personally am writing for like something I agree with, you know, or I believe in, it can alienate certain listeners, and it's it's good music-wise. Although I don't think my music is uh, going to reach a vast audience, mm-hmm. I find that it, it tends to uh, alienate certain people when you write specifically about specific things, especially if you don't like them. You know, yeah. so if you're going to be specific, make it about something that something that's awesome. Yeah, something that people have feelings. Everybody that, has feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have, and if they're not, and if they're negative, then no one wants to listen to a negative song. You know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to feel negative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if the song has negative <laughs> words in it, it could make you feel positive when you listen yeah. to it. You know. So what about... Uh, like, fuck the police. Yeah. To me, that's positive. Yeah, it's negative <laughs> lyrics. Positive feeling. Exactly. So what about the music? You guys, uh, um, do you lay down a riff, Evan, and then you say, hey, Mike, this is what I'm doing. Kind this of. This is the end-all, say-all, and fuck you if you, no. don't, if you don't like it. No, no. Um, <laughs> we can swear. We're, we're yeah. pretty open about... Uh, all of our writing um, between the lyrics, matching up the lyrics to the songs as well, um, which we mainly let Sarah take care of, which she does a great job of. Um, but it's a group effort throughout all of it, I'd say. Um, sometimes I'll come to practice with a riff and say, hey, what do you guys think of this? And we'll just we'll just build straight from there. Um, other times we'll, we'll just be jamming around at practice and we'll come up with something on the fly that we like. Um, Mike came to us with one of the riffs. He started off one of the songs, and then I pieced together parts from there. So sometimes he'll he'll bring to the table, and then I'll add on top. Um, really, like I said, it's it's just always a big group effort. It's awesome. <laughs> you should have like going in music, like we're back. <laughs> but like I could, yeah. Ding. They have like orchestra hits and shit. I was trying to keep it like calm and mellow. Like, I can, I can, I can do that. I can fad, fade that shit. I, record I can right fad now. it in. You gotta have that. <laughs> I would record it. Right yeah. oh, yeah, is I that how you say Huh? Is that how you say it? Fad it? Fad it, yeah. Fapping. I can fap it in. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's the real question. Very serious question I want to ask you guys. Yeah, this is the really serious question. Uh, have you guys had flourless cookies? <laughs> so weird that we were talking about that. <laughs> the manager has well, a list. Well, I have. <laughs> man- but I can't speak for anybody else. Neither. Amy, have I? Our manager Amy is here and she has a list of all the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> a list of cookies Mike has eaten. All the past, <laughs> the past year and a half, two years. <laughs> right, so how... Uh, how does your different influences uh, mesh together? How do you? I mean, I know there's a lot of new metal and metal, but uh, how do you guys mesh? Well, that's kind of like what we think our, our sound is: is 
all our different influences uh, are melding together, making rhythm core the uh, genre we invented. <laughs> I like that. I said, I have a question for, uh, for Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> so how do you take lyrics that somebody else wrote and fit them into the songs that <laughs> Mike Sorry. and Evan's riffs and Brian's beats, how do you fit it in? Um, so there's no actual method. Uh, they play their riff and beats. And I just read through a bunch of different lyrics that I have and um, kind of like sing them in my head and see if they go with the, the music. And when I find ones that do, that's what I use. Sounds good. Yeah. I'd like to add something to that from being within the band, but then from seeing that happen from the outside, looking in, the riff is together, we have drums on it, everything's going, and then it's amazing what she does, laying vocals over riffs. Like, I, when it comes to writing music, I think all the other stuff is rudimentary. That, to me, is the most complicated part, and she does it very well, to the point where now there are riffs where... I, you don't know what the song is going to sound like, but now that I'm used to those vocals being over it, that's what makes it catchy. That's the hook. It's awesome. It's really, it's funny that she says there's no method for it, but yet she does such a great job at that. That's what, in this band, has been the most surprising to me. Her laying vocals over riffs has been like seamless. It's amazing. And it happens so quick sometimes. Nice. It's really cool. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> so how, what's the history of the band? How long have you guys been playing? As a four piece. Oh, Instagram has the date. It says it, 2018, I think. I well, to... as a four piece, I think it was March. March. Was it? March. Or 2019. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's March. Nice. It's now, what, October? Seven months? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Pretty good. About half a year. And you guys have four songs? Four songs that we started uh, at that date. We had a previous configuration with previous music, but things did not work out. Yeah. That was what was that noise. squeaky sound? That was weird. <laughs> oh, no. Do the kids have recorders already? Yeah, they do, bro. They had it with them. Oh, that, that was way too, like, in pitch to be a recorder. <laughs> Maybe they do have a flute. There's a lot of instruments in this house. Did you guys remember buying a flute somewhere? Nothing I can think of. So this question is mostly for... I guess it's for everybody. Okay. It's about gear. I'm looking right at Evan. <laughs> uh, so just leave. Yeah, everybody <laughs> take a break. Now, um, so what's like a piece of gear that you guys have that you can't live without or something that really defines the sound you have? Um... Shit, it's in my personal rig, there's one pedal that really unlocks all of my tone. It makes it sound as if um, there is not a blanket on top of my amplifier covering all of my speakers. When I turn the pedal on, it unleashes all of that wonderful, great sound out. Um, that's probably my favorite pedal out of my entire rig. Um, What's it called? It is a BBE Sonic Stomp, or the Sonic Maximizer. Nice. That's awesome. I think I got it used for like 40 bucks on Facebook Marketplace. 
and it's probably been one of the best pieces of gear that I bought for my entire rig. I'd like to add to that, and one of the things I like about Evan's turn slow down. One of the things I like about Evan's guitar playing <laughs> is he cultivates his sound. I find he more than a lot of guitar players. He really like he is. He doesn't not that he doesn't pay attention to learning notes and all that should be, but he what's really important to him is how he sounds. He's just going to plug in anywhere and just go. Oh, that's good enough. That's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> I like to plug straight in, and if it's really, really noisy, plugs in and it I works, like right? Yeah, yeah. I plug it in, and it works. Good. You use a two hundred dollar guitar and say, "Fuck it." How about you, Mike? Any? Uh, do you use a lot of pedals and stuff? Or? I use one pedal that always goes in front of my amp. So I run an Ampeg um, solid state amp into right now, and the configuration in the band space is a single eighteen inch cab, which is awesome for um, our tunings. We tune really low. That's a five-string bass over there, over there that's tuned to drop A. So it's a very low, um, chunky, fat note. When, you, when you're hammering on that low string, you're not fretting it. It's really low as heck. You lose some clarity, um, but that's not the point. You're just supposed to fill up the room. <laughs> Evan's instrument should sound clear. Mine doesn't have to. It'll sound messy when his is sounding clean and then together they work well for pedals i'm running a, um, a sans amp bass driver and it just i will put that in front of whatever amp i'm playing because it just gives you it's like tone in a box it's the most popular um bass pedal on the market it's the i think i spent 150 dollars on it some of the best money i've ever spent on anything and some people are against it they think you should be plugging into an amp um, with no pedals to color your tone, I'm the exact opposite. This thing is, I love it. Nice. I don't want to do an ad for Zoom recorders, yeah. but that's one of our essential pieces of equipment besides our own equipment. It's an amazing recorder. I think we have an H4 or an H5, and the clarity in that thing is amazing. Like you can fine tune yeah. it, and we have it right from the PA speakers, and we're loud as hell. and like you can hear my bass drum and my cymbals without washing out, and like they're both. It's it's amazing what, what a lot of people use those for podcasts. Yeah, they're really on the road. They're great, great recorders. So if they're listening, they can send us one for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about drums? What, what do you? What do you? Uh, right now, I'm playing. Which, what's the the drama symbol or the drama symbol or a triangle? What What do you have that defines your sound? Oh, right. I'm playing a Mapex kit, which is the best kit I've ever played in my entire life. It's a Mapex Saturn SE. And uh, just its sound alone kind of is our sound. It's it's uh, it's made of walnut and birch. And it's really loud and awesome. Cool. Uh, I like <laughs> heisty cymbals. Nice. Do you have any drums made by anybody local? <laughs> Yeah, you can podcast them. Uh, yeah, my friend uh, Tyler Hall owns ENS Workshop, and he uh, made me a couple of custom snare drums. Cool. And yeah, he's a great guy and a really good uh, craftsman. They're pretty amazing drums. I'm using them currently with this band, but nice. they're awesome. So, Sarah, what uh, kind of lungs do you use? I mean, microphone. <laughs> um, I use stock lungs. 
Uh, but <laughs> 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 I just got in uh, <laughs> an audio technica or technica. Sure hey, yeah, technica. <laughs> um, but I'm really digging. I like it. Nice, clean, crisp sound. Cool. And cut. No. <laughs> As he hits him down the stairs. All right. All right. So now the Brian Duke of Brian is out of the room. Is there guys anything you guys want to say about him? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. He should wear sneakers while he drums because his feet really stink. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. So now that Evan's out of the room, yeah. You guys have anything you want to say about? Oh, we're recording. Yeah. Oh my God, he's insufferable. Does <laughs> <laughs> it have anything to do with the Sour Patch Kids? No, no, yeah, that's the funniest thing is that he always has a. Is that loud? Yeah. What is it two pounds, a pound and a half? Three and a half pounds. How long does it take him to get through that? One practice. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. You'd have to ask his wife when she gets here in a couple minutes. I know. He does eat a lot, though. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so now that Brian and Sarah are out of the room, you guys have anything bad to say about them? Man, it is anything nice to say about them? It is so agonizing working with them. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, um, they're awesome. I'm glad that Brian brought me into the band and that I I dragged Mike into the band. Evan did no such thing. I joined of my own will. I'm super <laughs> glad that he uh, gave me the plug. And as far as Brian and Sarah go, they're awesome bandmates, dude. Like, it's so awesome to be here in this band space practicing where they live under the same roof. It's a pretty nice space. It's an awesome <laughs> space physically, but then who they are as people, they're so kind. Like, they really are kind-hearted people. Um, little things like coming in and Brian put a bottle of water on my amp. No, no, no one else who I've ever played with would think to do that stuff. Like, he really plays host. And it's awesome. It's, it really makes it awesome. It feels welcoming. Yeah. He's played with a lot of people yeah. for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm sure he knows, you know, what people appreciate, what they don't. Yeah. And the kind of people that actually appreciate things. <laughs> yeah. Which is obvious when you have, when you're surrounded with them. Right. By them. But uh, I was hoping you guys were going to have all kinds of shit. <laughs> you like they fucking smell bad. They suck. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, it's been great. Cool. Yeah, we all get together super, super well. Yeah. How, how so? How do you guys know each other? Um. So I went to school with Mike's cousin Dwayne. We were in the same grade. Um. I hung out at Dwayne's house. Got introduced to Mike in that manner, and we found out that we both enjoy like a lot of things together. Yeah. Video games, cars, music. Specifically, metal. Nice. Yep, I remember um, meeting Evan, a, lot, a bunch of other, bless you, Gesundheit. a bunch of other um, friends of my cousin Dwayne, and all these guys, bless you, were about five years older than myself, so it was cool to hang out with those kids. Like, they're all in high school, I'm in middle school, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Evan was like the car guy, so I loved going on hell rides with him, and yeah. that kind of and then he was like, you know, blaring heavy metal out of his like subwoofers and like that. For me, in middle school, hanging out with the high schoolers, I was like, this is what's cool. And it yeah. totally got me into that stuff. 
Yeah, it's pretty funny. And broke you in. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he, well, he used to play drums when I met him initially. Um, he was super into Slipknot as well. He has a giant Joey Jordison esque Slipknot kit. Um, not until what the past two, maybe three years, you started playing bass. Yeah, something like that. About three years. Um, in a different group. Um, I had a couple of friends who played drums. Oh, you want me to sit there? Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do it silently. I'm gonna throw this out quick. So how long? So you played drums first? Yes, I played. I started playing drums when I was 12, 13 years old. Played for a long time. No uh, guitar, no bass. Um, and then, out of necessity, a group of friends wanted to get a little jam thing going. My buddy was also a drummer at the time. We had a guitar player. And I was like, hmm, I guess I'll try to learn bass. And I still remember that first day showing up with somebody else's bass and like the guitar player was, okay, this is how you put the strap on. This is how you hold a note. And then I really got addicted to it. The biggest difference is you can plug into your bass, put um, headphones on, and you can play at any time of the night and not disturb anyone in the same house that you're living in. Drums, not so much. No, no, you have to wait for like the Saturday <laughs> afternoon, or you have to have super tolerant um, roommates or family members, as it were, if you're yeah. still living at home. Um, bass, I can play it whenever. So that accelerated the the rate at which I learned the instrument. I could play it, and I would play it every day for the, for those first few months, like the honeymoon period. I was addicted to it. I would, you know, hear a new song. Oh, I gotta learn that riff. Oh no, I gotta learn this riff, and it's just. You know the the passion for the instrument drove the learning process, yeah. which was really cool. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Evan? You play just guitar, or do you play anything else? Uh, I can also play bass. I try like hell to play the drums. I think I do a, an okay job, considering I've never taken lessons or any of that stuff. Um, and I can sing, cool. or try to at least. I can hold a basic beat on the drums only because I grew up in a house with a drum set watching an older brother play the drums. So I knew how to do it. That makes sense. But I can't do fills. Like, I can't. Somebody would go play the drums. I'd say, I'd play a stupid beat. But then right. people are like, all right, let's play a song. It's never going to fucking happen. I'll lose time so beat, fucking quick. This yeah. is the song. Yeah. How about you, Brian? You play the skin flute as, <laughs> yeah. as long as I've known you. <laughs> no, you play anything else? No. You play the Bride, Bride of Frankenstein in the Ogre? <laughs> no. Just drums. Just drums. Okay. Sarah, you play any other instruments? Not currently. Not currently in the band, but can you play other instruments? Well, I grew up playing piano, and then I played clarinet for a chunk of time. But don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't ask. That was my next question. Ask Sarah to play the clarinet. Mm -hmm. So you guys uh, worried at all about uh, putting yourselves out there and having like a negative response and people being like, oh, you go to play a club or a show and people turn out and leave or do you have a lot of confidence? Uh, I'd personally say no at the moment. I think um, 
I love our music. I think other people are going to love our music. Not that I'm like trying to force it down people's throat. Um, it's catchy. It's fun. We put out a pretty positive vibe, I think. Um, I think we put out a pretty fun live show playing live. I look forward to recording and getting to play live and put our stuff out for all of the world to hear. Whoever wants to listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, all of a sudden you're silent. Uh, no. we're, we're playing for the first time in front of people this Saturday, actually. So that's going to be the test of kind of how we do in front of a crowd of more than three. Granted, yeah. there are people that know us. So. They're invited. There's an it's invite VIP like party. You know, strangers. Right? <laughs> so you guys plan on playing out other than that? Or uh, do you plan on making a demo and trying to get a CD together at any point? Or what are, what are your plans for the future? I think we'd like to do both. Yeah. In whatever order that happens. Yeah. We're on the fence right now. Um, we've talked a little about about recording and playing shows. Uh, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we currently have four songs. We're flirting with the idea of trying to write a few more songs maybe get like five or six and put something together with five or six songs or pick our, our favorite four out of those six or something like that um or just stick with the four that we have now and get them really tight and really solid and get just those recorded but we definitely want to get it out there for as many people to listen to as possible mm-hmm. sounds good so you guys are gonna have a bit of a band practice right now? Right now. Correct. Right now. Do you guys mind if I record a little bit? Not at all. So, you have to, are you so other people. <laughs> I, I might have to area. move yeah. some yeah. microphone. <laughs> oh, right. I might have to just leave it here. So I just want to thank you guys for having me. And thanks for talking to me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you for having us. This has uh, been a, an awesome day. It's cool to sit in on one of these and share this time with you guys. Yeah, it's nice to talk to more than one person. <laughs> it's been a little bit of a learning experience for me, but it's working. So I'm going to listen to you guys play now. Okay, cool. Right. The music you're hearing now is Lazura.
Wow. So what do you think of that? They sound pretty good. Um, their Facebook page is Lazura, L-A-Z-U-R-A. Uh, you can follow them on Instagram as well. It's at Lazura underscore band. Uh, they're a very dedicated and talented band. Uh, so I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot from them in the future. I want to thank them very much for having me and uh, doing this and helping me out uh, recording with multiple people. It's a it's a different world. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you got something out of that, at least a little a laugh or two or a little bit of entertainment. Uh, so I'll see you on the flip side. Stay odd.